This is Phaedra Cook, editor and publisher of Houston Food Finder, and you are listening to Houston Restaurant News Today for Friday, May 22nd, 2020. And man, it has taken longer for me to get a new episode out than I had really thought or hoped it would. It's just been really busy. Things seem to change frequently. And of course, the big change for today is as of today, restaurants can increase diner occupancy to 50% of capacity as determined by the fire marshal. Bars can open at 25%. Now, we've already talked about the rules that restaurants need to follow. Bars have rules too. So do the patrons. So, if you visit our website, you'll see an article that's called Texas Issues Detailed Rules for Reopening Bars. And if you're planning to visit a bar, please review those guidelines so you're not in for any surprises. The restaurants were required to block off or remove bar stools, and they're not allowed to serve from the bar top. Interestingly, those rules may also apply to a sushi bar. The issue, I believe, is the less than six foot distance it would take for someone, an employee, to serve patrons sitting at a bar. That distance is going to be more like around three feet. So I am fairly sure that is why patrons are discouraged from sitting at the bar and actually retroactively The Texas governor's office revised the restaurant guidelines to match the bar ones in that if a restaurant has an in-house bar, they now are also required to comply with the same things, not allowing people to sit at the bar stools, not allowing people to sit at the bar, not serving people at the bar. Patrons who visit bars are required to go in sit down at an actual table and they're expected to stay put if they're not getting up to go to the restroom or getting up to leave or something like that. So social distancing is still expected and it's a good idea too. I check the statistics of new coronavirus cases in both the Houston area, and the Harris and surrounding counties. For that latter chart, I go to the Texas Medical Center chart. For the Houston area one, I go to KPRC's website. There's a good chart that they maintain daily for the Houston area. And I'm sorry to say this, but that curve of new cases, it's not going down. In fact, a couple of days ago, there were the highest number of new cases since the big peak that happened on April 10th. Now, the cases aren't quite that high, but they're about half as high as they were then. Back then, I think the cases were over 800. The latest cases have been hovering around 400. So all I have to say is you're all adults. You need to make your own choices. But if you go out, then you need to abide by both the guidelines 
and any other guidelines these private businesses set. Many of them would appreciate it if you, or even require it, if you're going to visit, wear a mask. You'll enter, if you're walking through, wear the mask. If you're sitting at your own table, you can take it off. Of course, you can't eat or drink wearing a mask. But the rest of the time, they expect you to wear it and put it back on if you're walking through the dining room or you're walking through the bar. So be a nice customer, be a good patron, and just respect that. In other recent news, wow, did you catch the Restaurant Impossible episode last night that featured Habanera and Maguero, which is off of 45 in South Houston? I know the lady in charge of the kitchen there and whose food it is that that restaurant serves very well. Her name's Vanessa Lamelli, and... I actually interviewed her earlier this afternoon about the episode. I had a lot of questions about the show, what was staged, what was real. The answers may surprise you. Vanessa is the subject of our next podcast episode. I hope to have this out by Monday. So be sure and tune in. I think Vanessa was breathtakingly honest and shed some insights on that episode as well as kind of what's going on at the restaurant now. So I hope you will listen to it. Full disclosure, Vanessa actually, you know, she mentions in the show that she left the restaurant at one point. She actually worked with us and helped us with coordinating the Perfect Ten Gala that we had in November she was a huge help. She's great to work with. I love her to death. I don't know the other partner in the restaurant, Ben, but I know that there's certainly been some issues there. So tune in to the next episode for sure on Monday. Just one other tidbit, and then we're going to sail into the interview with this week's guests, Thomas Wynn of Pelly Pelly and Pelly Pelly Kitchen. I had a great chat with Thomas. That interview is about 25 minutes long, but it's really good. So I hope that you will hang in there for the duration. But before that, we published an article earlier this week about the virtual wine dinners that Roma Italian restaurant in Rice Village is hosting. And I think it's just really fun and it's such a good idea. And it's a great deal too. Basically, a diner, a, a sole diner, can, for $89 plus tax and gratuity, receive three bottles of wine, a full three-course meal, and the opportunity to participate in a Zoom session with an Italian winemaker. And it's $119 plus tax and gratuity for couples. And except there's two meals included instead of one. If you think about it, you're getting three bottles of wine. You're not, I hope you're not, going to drink all those bottles of wine in one night. So you've got plenty of wine left over for the rest of the week. Shannon, the owner of Roma, says that there's enough food. The portions are generous enough. You'll probably get one more meal out of it, too. It's like 119 for a couple. Are you kidding? This is great. And I just love the idea of bringing Italian winemakers virtually to Houston. And there have been other places who have 
uh, done this. Mark Burrell over at Rainbow Lodge was doing these virtual wine dinners with the dining room back open. I think they're not doing it now, although they are certainly doing wine tastings to go still. So I just, I think it's really cool. Anyway, we're about to go to my interview with Thomas and one tidbit for this being uh, Memorial Day weekend. Kroger has been carrying $10 boxed meals from Peli Peli. And this weekend, Thomas says if you are a veteran, you can get those meals by one, get one free. So that's a really nice special. Thomas and I will talk about what Peli Peli is doing now. Spoiler, dining rooms aren't open yet. They're going to wait and he'll explain why in this interview. And we even get into some personal stuff with Thomas about the diet Thomas follows to manage uh, his diabetes as well as his weight. I thought it was pretty interesting. So here is Thomas Wynn. Hi, Phaedra. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? It's always uh, good to connect with you. It's been a minute. And, um, you know, I, I see all the things that you're doing online and social media. And I'm really always proud of you. I know it's difficult to kind of navigate through everything going on. So always good to uh, catch up with you. Thank you. That's very kind of you to say. It has just been so weird for all of us since mid-March when dining rooms had to be closed. <laughs> right. I think I'm kind of through the initial shock of it all. I went through periods where uh, just terrified that, you know, I might lose everything that I've worked so hard for the last decade. And uh, I'm sure other people are going through the same thoughts. And not that we're through the woods yet, but this chaos is becoming a normalized experience, unfortunately. It's been a scary time for so many. And I am going to be very happy for every single restaurant and bar that's able to pull through this period and reopen. It's just been so difficult. And a lot of restaurants, of course, weren't able to actually get any help. So, you know, kudos to everybody who gets to survive this. Right. You've come up with, I think, some interesting strategies to continue generating some revenue and keeping people employed. You came up with $10 boxed meals all that credit goes to our chef and my partner ryan stewart we knew early on that uh one we'd have to transition to a predominantly takeout and delivery experience which we peli peli is just not was never geared for we our, our takeout business prior to this pandemic was minimal and certainly didn't handle our own delivery and this situation just forced us to make some difficult choices and, and, and some of them have, have paid off. The first thing was just understanding that with so many people being furloughed and oil and gas being decimated as well, that people were going to be very price conscious. They were very stressed out. And so, you know, while our espatadas are amazing, I think it's just, there's a time and a place for everything. And Ryan felt like it was a time and a place for something that was affordable, that was nutritious. I think early on, everyone's just going to the fast food chains. And for us, you know, we've always cared about what goes into our bodies. And so we felt like a, a package that contained a protein 
and two sides, chicken and vegetables or fish and vegetables was something that was sustainable, that people could feel uh, good about consuming and at a price point that we felt like was great. So a lot of our customers really appreciated. And, and the funny thing was there was a lot of people that we found out that had always wanted to try us out. And maybe because of our price point, they weren't able to. So to be able to reach a, a different market has been encouraging to say the least. Now, are you still offering those $10 box meals? Yes. So Ryan is focusing right now on redoing our entire menu. And I know that's a, a scary proposition for people that have eaten with us for a long time. But, you know, with every restaurant, um, we have to evolve. You know, when we opened in 2009, I think, admittedly, we were a very kind of vanilla South African experience. You know, it's not a cuisine that people are familiar with. And so we wanted to ease them into that process. We built a following over the last 10 years. We've introduced flavors of South Africa and did a good job of it. And I think it's time now in 2020, people want the true authentic flavors. And Ryan, having just immigrated here from South Africa and having 17 restaurants in South Africa still is, is the perfect person to do that. So we, you know, we this kind of pandemic forced our hand and made us kind of make these choices maybe earlier than we thought, but he's busy creating a whole new menu to get us ready for the next 10 years. And part of that, because of this pandemic, is going to be these $10 box meals. Not Obviously, not all of them are going to be $10, but we're always going to keep that because I think it's really enhanced our catering business. We've built in the last few weeks an extraordinary amount of office catering, catering to hospitals that we would never have been able to get before because our price point was higher. So I think he's going to continue with the box meals. Our hope is to be able to continue with Kroger as well. We're hoping to build a long-term relationship with them and and then build from there. So when we open back up, the consumers are going to be able to see a brand new Peli Peli. I think they're going to enjoy the flavors. I think they're also going to enjoy the price point. You made so many good salient points just now first off it's something that i think we're not talking about very much but before everything had to shut down oil prices per barrel had dropped before that I think it was negative at one point i've never seen that before yeah. yeah yeah now that was actually i think right after the the closures after the pandemic concerns really started but even before that it had dropped below 50 dollars a barrel and that price point is it's really hard on Houston's economy. So yep. these $10 meals certainly, they seem timely. They seem like if you're catering a business meeting or you just want something easy for the family, it's just, it seems kind of like a no brainer. Like you said, a protein, two sides. Give me some examples of what goes in those boxes. Oh, I mean, my personal favorite right now is our Atlantic cod and our options for sides range anywhere from our African rice to Brussels sprouts, which we're known for, green beans, which I consume daily because, I mean, Ryan does an amazing job with them. And to me, you know, there's nothing better than some peri-peri chicken with a side of green beans. It's lower carb, healthy, delicious. And of course, I've been eating the Atlantic cod with Brussels sprouts and green beans almost every day. I was joking with him, I'm going to do another 30 days of Peli Peli and just eat these box meals every day because essentially that's what I've been doing. I love the Peri Peri chicken so much. And I posted on Instagram, I guess it was about two months ago, I guess maybe a little bit longer. Time seems to travel differently right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
But I love the peri-peri chicken. And I had the sweet potato fries and the braised mushrooms. This was over at Pelly Pelly Kitchen. And it was just all so good. I took my youngest son with me. And it's just such a great, easy, healthy meal. And now there are these lunches. People can get these boxed meals for dinner too, right? Oh, absolutely. It's one side. It's not a, a boxed lunch. It's a boxed meal. You have chicken in two sides. And so whether it's for lunch or for dinner, people have been buying them to meal prep. And we've realized a lot of families are buying them to eat for dinner as well. So for us, portion size, I think, is perfect. It's filling. I think people are surprised that something that is microwavable because they're they're fully cooked. They're, you put them in the microwave for three minutes and they're ready to go. I think people are surprised at the quality of uh, something that you microwave, and myself included. I mean, when I first, I, I eat them, especially when we were at the Kroger, just experimenting and, and trying out how they, you know, all the different flavors. I was surprised, pleasantly surprised because they were so delicious. And, you know, in our minds, we think if you microwave it, it can't be that good. But Ryan has just done an amazing job with it. So kudos to him. And, and uh, we're very thankful that he was able to create these. And I think our customer base has really appreciated it. Even for Mother's Day, we didn't expect too much business during Mother's Day because we have these box meals. But you would be surprised at how many people wanted to get these meals, plate them at home, reheat them and enjoy them and you know feel good about what they're consuming and at the same time feel like they got a great value. Chef Ryan sounds like he's been a great addition to the company. How long has he been with you? Almost two years now. So he spent the first year just kind of refining our operations and kind of focusing on fine-tuning what we already had. And it wasn't until the last six months where we felt like you know, with any restaurant that's been around for 10 years, it's hard to do the same things over and over again. You know, even our own customer base, we've had customers that still eat with us since, I mean, they've been with us since 2009. So for them, they also are interested in what else is out there. You know, with South African cuisine, there's so many different influences, you know, Indian, Portuguese, Dutch, British. We obviously add some American flair to it. And so now that with Ryan having lived in South Africa for all of his life, except for the last two years, um, and also kind of having 17 restaurants there. He has a concept called Mozambique, which is extremely popular in, in Durban, Pretoria, and Johannesburg. So he knows the flavors that people enjoy in South Africa, and he's literally bringing those same flavors to our new menu. And instead of giving him kind of one item here, one item here, to be able to give him complete control and redo the menu is very, very exciting for us. And I think it's just the right time. And I think coming out of this pandemic, we want to hit this ground running and, and give our customer base something entirely new and exciting. Well, like you said earlier, when Peli Peli first opened, unless you had been to South Africa or you were right. South African, not that many people knew what that cuisine entailed. And That's now... Right. People, I think, are more educated about different cuisines. Some people are, are better traveled. And so it's probably time to start embracing some new options. I 100% agree. I mean, even now, while I enjoy a Tex-Mex meal, I love what Hugo Ortega is doing. I love all the restaurateurs that are bringing these real flavors that we see on TV and we hear about and we see on the Internet, um, especially in Houston. 
you know, it's, it's just not the time and the place anymore to be scared or to be conservative in the flavors that we're trying to bring out. People are expanding their palates. They're becoming more knowledgeable about the cuisine. So I'm going to be very excited to see what <laughs> the new options are. Like we had talked about, Kroger was carrying the boxed meals. Now, is that continuing? You know, I don't know for sure, but I know that the main reason why they did this is really to support local businesses. And they've certainly allowed us to hire back a lot of our employees and create jobs. And I think they've been successful in that. And I think for them, they're also, you know, they've been around for 100 years, 100 plus years. And and they're also, uh, I think, looking into what their consumers are looking for. And so for them to be able to add into their selection, you know, meals that are fully cooked from local kind of known appreciated concepts is potentially exciting for their customers. And so, you know, now when you go grocery shopping, potentially having a meal from Kim Sun or Burns Barbecue and of course, Peli Peli and other restaurants, it's an exciting, it makes potentially your your shopping experience enhanced. Kroger has always been about providing you all these great options. And so, uh, you know, through this pandemic, I think we've both realized a potential benefit to increase the shopping experience for the customer. When I first heard about Kroger carried re- meals from some restaurants and HEB carried meals from other restaurants, the thought that came to me was, why haven't they been doing this the whole time? It just seems <laughs> like such a great amenity for their customers to be able to go in, get their grocery shopping done, pick up some local restaurant food. And for a lot of people, grocery shopping night ends up being the same kind of night that you also end up eating takeout because you were grocery shopping. That's right. That's right. I mean, I, I, I've done it. My wife and I have done it a hundred times. You just kind of, you're already there. And so you kind of just grab, you know, a frozen pizza or you grab something that's there. And so I think Kroger and, and HEB are using this opportunity to figure out how to improve the experience for their customers. And, and that's one of them. I mean, now so many people, they'll come to the deli section of Kroger. They'll see us, they'll get excited. They'll do their grocery shopping and they'll come back, grab our meals and then check out. And not only have they done their grocery shopping, but now they have a meal that they feel comfortable with. Since our, our customer base has really loved it because since we're doing take on delivery, they, in addition to possibly going to one of our locations, they can go to one of eight Kroger's that we're currently in right now in the greater Houston area. Well, I hope Kroger and HEB both consider continuing to carry independent Houston restaurant meals. I think it's great. They could even arrange to have exclusive kind of meal prepared just for their store that people can't get anywhere else. There's so many fun places to go with that. hundred percent agree. And they couldn't have been more supportive. They've been amazing to work with. And so our hope is to be able to have a long-term relationship with them, to be able to have our, our, our meals inside of the Kroger's along with other restaurants. I mean, it's to me as a Kroger customer for many years, it's going to be exciting thinking about the possibility of you know, now I can go grocery shopping and be excited about which restaurant's going to be there in the deli section, you know? Yeah, I think it's great. Well, fingers crossed. I hope that continues. Now, some exciting news came out. Governor Greg Abbott 
had a press conference where he revealed that restaurants are going to be able to start allowing 50% occupancy in their dining rooms, as well as bars will be able to open at 25% occupancy on Friday, this coming Friday, May 22nd. What are, what is Pelly Pelly's plans? Uh, we are as excited as everybody else. At the same time, we have to think about the long term. In a dream scenario, we'd open this Friday like everybody else. But I think we have to, we're taking a very cautious approach. Some would say conservative. We are taking our time and making sure that what we do as Peli Peli, as a restaurant, fits into the new lifestyle that we're going to see post-COVID, right? I think people are going to expect uh, greater sanitary standards. They're going to expect some measure of comfort when they eat. I think for us, we want to really double down on our takeout and delivery options. You know, a lot of people don't realize when we do our own delivery, it's cheaper than at a third party. And so, you know, definitely not only does a restaurant benefit when they do it themselves, but the customer benefits as well. And so for us, in addition to the sanitary concerns, health concerns, and of course, the new menu that we have, you know, we really want to build Peli Peli to be that concept that fits everyone's needs post-pandemic. You know, I think our we all have been kind of conditioned to change our habits a little bit because of what's happened in the last couple months. Um, I think it would be naive to think that we're just all going to go back to normal, spend the kind of money that we spent before, live the way we lived before. I think we're all going to think twice about where we eat, how we spend our money, at least for the foreseeable future, at least until a vaccine is found. And, and even then, what happens when there's a new COVID, right? What, what happens when there's a new COVID? That's, that's a scary thought, but it's something that we all have to, I think that's our new reality. I, I don't think that this is going to be the last virus that we experience. And, and we've all seen what can happen to society when, when we're hit like this. And so how does a restaurant like Peli Peli survive in that environment? And we have to kind of ask ourselves these questions and make those changes. I think we have to make them now. So if we have to wait another one week, two weeks, three weeks to get that right, I think we have to think about the long term. Absolutely. I think not everything that came out of this crisis is bad. I think many of us learned a lot about how do viruses transmit? What do we need to do just on a day-to-day basis to protect ourselves? You have to think about how to protect your customers and your employees. So I think we got an education out of this. It may not have been the education we, we wanted, but well, I think we all learned a lot. I'm certainly a changed person. I, and I think Houston to an extent. I mean, we, we've now dealt with in the last couple of years, uh, Hurricane Harvey and that fallout. We're dealing with this. I've actually been able to uh, reestablish a lot of connections with fellow restaurateurs. So many people reached out in the last couple of months just because we're scared and we needed people that understood what we were going through. And so it was great to be able to reconnect with everyone and, and feel a sense of community, even though we're all terrified and, and we still don't know exactly what's going to happen in this city. But there's certainly, I agree with you, a lot of a lot of positives that have come out of this. And so definitely appreciate that. I think business owners that both survived Harvey and this, you're all going to deserve special awards, <laughs> a, special, a special medal. <laughs> it's like, congratulations, you did it. <laughs>
<laughs> you know, and, and the scary thing is I don't think that's going to be the last of it. And so we just have to, we all have a passion for what we're doing and we just have to continue to, I mean, we're all survivors. We're all trying to, or we're trying to be at least. We're not out of the woods yet, but um, I certainly don't feel alone. We have a great team and it's been great to get support from the other restaurateurs as well. To be really clear with our listeners, Peli Peli Kitchen is temporarily closed right now. So your customers can support you by ordering takeout curbside delivery. And it sounds like restaurant self-delivery from the main Peli Peli locations. That's right. Our online website is just pelipeli.com forward slash order. And for anyone who's interested in which Kroger's we're at, it's pelipeli.com forward slash Kroger. Very good. And last question, I'll, I'll do this. As, this is kind of a throwback, but you had mentioned it earlier. Last year, you did 30 days of, it was Peli Peli Kitchen. Tell me about that. You ate basically your own restaurant food every day. I did 30 days, two meals a day. I'm still intermittent fasting. I'm I'm a big proponent of it. It was life-changing for me because I was pre-diabetic. The funny thing, how it started was I ran into a customer that ate at our restaurant every week and I hadn't seen her in a while. I saw her and, you know, I asked her, did we do something? Was something wrong? And she was like, no, I just, you know, I'm watching what I eat now and I just can't eat at your restaurant because it's so delicious. There's just, there's no way it could be healthy. You know, all those sauces and everything. And for me, I, I literally eat at Peli or Peli Peli Kitchen every day, if not every other day, just out of convenience. And so I was kind of very taken aback by her comment. So I wanted to do something that would kind of prove her wrong in a fun way. And so basically I just made it a public thing that I'm, I was going to eat Peli Peli Kitchen for lunch and dinner. I did admit to everyone that I am I've always intermittent fasted and, you know, I kind of shared that experience. I created a blog and just kind of shared what I ate because I didn't want people to say that I was cheating or eating whatever. And and I ended up losing 12 pounds. I did not work out more than twice a week because I didn't want to be accused that I'm just working out extra to burn the weight. And I try to eat at Peli Peli Kitchen as much as possible so that people knew like, yes, I saw him. He's actually eating that food. You know, he's not throwing it away, but I mean, anyone that is friends with me that knows me, I, I care about what goes into my body. And it's just some, hard sometimes to get something nutritious and low carb. And obviously it sounds like I'm biased, but I, that's why I eat at Peli Peli Kitchen or Peli Peli all the time. It's just, for me, I, I've been through every diet possible. You know, I've done two Ironmans, I've run marathons, and I never was able to get my A1C under control or lose weight. And I think part of the problem was I was consuming too many carbs. And I was eating too many meals, obviously not watching what I was eating. So Dr. Brian Chow, one of my close friends, had recommended intermittent fasting. And so I gave that a try. And, you know, two years later, my A1C is as low as it's ever been. I lost 28 pounds in about a long process. I wasn't trying to lose a lot of weight very quickly. I wanted to do it naturally. Been able to keep it off. Just had my physical in, in, in February before the coronavirus. And just couldn't be happier with my health at this point. Obviously, I owe all that to uh, Dr. Brian Chow and just turning me on to intermittent fasting. And so I've, I've always, anyone that's wanted to know, I've always shared that. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you remember what we did last year. I'm, I think after this pandemic, I'm going to do uh, probably 30 days of our box meals because uh, I eat it pretty much every day anyways. I think it's great. And it's a great statement that you like your own food so much that you eat <laughs> it all the time. <laughs> I, know, I do. I do. I, I mean, 
I love burgers. And for the longest time, you know, I thought our burger was okay. And ever since we did the, the Joe Burger, where we took a South African meatball called a Frikadelle and made it into a patty, I've been hooked. So, you know, I love Shake Shack. I love Freddy's. I love all these places. And to be able to have a burger that I can be proud of finally was very exciting for me. Obviously, people need to do what you did. They need to consult a medical professional before they start any sort of diet. However, do you mind sharing what your fasting schedule is? Oh, so when I started, it was from 12 to 8. And then now that um, it's just become a lifestyle, it can be 12 to 9 or 12 to 10. I just try to, I don't eat until 12. That way, even if I happen to, you know, snack a little bit uh, before bed, which I shouldn't do. I still get a minimum of 14, 15 hours of fasting. Obviously, that includes when you sleep. And, and so for me, it's, it's, it's about consistency. And even I went on a cruise last year, and obviously I ate three meals and I ate early in the morning. When I came back, I just picked up where I left off. And so for me, seeing my physical results just convinced me that this was a lifestyle change that I had to, had to make. So again, you mentioned it's correct. It's not for everybody certainly consult with a physician before you try. For myself, I, I consulted with my friend who's an endocrinologist, and I checked with both doctors that were my primary physicians. And the one I have right now with first primary, he also intermittent fast and recommends it for all his patients. And so they've certainly checked my results and made sure that it was something appropriate for me to continue. That's really interesting. I've never tried it, but I have uh, many friends who totally believe in it so it may be for some people it may be worth looking into you know of all the diets or quote-unquote diets out there to me it's the most flexible my niece is a wonderful cook and she makes the best pastas and I want to have a pasta for dinner sometimes and I don't want to feel guilty about it and so for me keto is great can be great for a lot of people to me it's just hard for me to do being in the restaurant industry I can't not eat carbs so if you told me, Thomas, you can eat relatively what you want, just try to eat two meals and eat it within this window. And of course, one of my meals, I try to make lower carbs. And so for me, if that's what it takes to live a healthier lifestyle, lower my A1C, and also keep my weight under control, uh, that's a small price to pay in my mind, especially someone who's done every other diet before. Absolutely. Well, thanks for sharing your journey on that with us. I could talk to you all day, and I sure hope that sometime in the near future, you and I might be able to sit down and uh, have a meal together. (laughs) I think the last time was with your son at at PPK, right? Was it that long ago? Yeah, it was. And actually, it was that same son who joined me the last time I dropped by PPK. So... I hope to see you soon and be able to talk more. Thank you for joining me on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, uh, Phaedra. I hope uh, everything goes well with you. I will see you hopefully in a few weeks. I would love that. Take care. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. That was, of course, Thomas Wen of Pelly Pelly Kitchen and Pelly Pelly. And as he mentioned, Pelly Pelly Kitchen is temporarily not operating until things get a little more back to normal. But in the meantime, you can order to go and delivery from the Peli Peli restaurant locations in the Galleria, La Santera, and Katy. 
Vintage Park, the original, and The Woodlands. Thanks very much to Thomas for joining me. I mean, literally, I could talk to him all day. Thomas has a great business mind, and I love talking about the business of restaurants. And so we could literally have just gone on, I'm sure, for another hour, but you got to cut it off sometime. Thanks very much for joining me, and I look forward to you joining me for the next podcast episode featuring Vanessa Lomelli of Habanera and the Guero. Take care. <laughs>